Survival Podcast. There's always one man's view of the changing world and changing times. And I think that we can all do to live a better life if times get tough or even if they don't. Um, hope you've enjoyed the last couple days, uh, the interviews that I did with uh, Rob Gray and Michael Adam. Today you're going to get something different. It's an interview with me, uh, Christy Sikowski, giving me an interview from a couple weeks ago. This is a rebroadcast of uh, Truth Brigade uh, from last week, a show that I did live. And uh, I will tell you this, if you're going to hear a discount code in this that I gave out to Christie's listeners for this weekend, that discount code will work. I've reactivated it for listeners of today's show, since uh, some of you may have not heard it originally. I hope most of you actually haven't heard it originally, so that discount code will work if you want it. Um, you'll hear us talking about a chat room. Uh, there won't be any chat room, obviously, because this is a pre-recorded show. Sorry I couldn't do a new show for you. I got two extra ones done this week, but uh, just couldn't pull off a third. One more thing. Uh, this is long. This is I usually do about an hour-long show. This is two hours long, so you can break it up, listen to it over the weekends, what have you. Uh, the uh, next thing is you're going to hear an awful lot of commercials in it. Uh, if you get permission to rebroadcast, of course, I had to leave their commercial content in it. Uh, those of you who think the uh, Survival Podcast has become too commercial, you're about to see what commercial content is actually like. Other than that, you, of course, can fast-forward through the commercials. So while I'm up in Arkansas, didn't want to leave you even one day without a show Hope you enjoy this uh, week-old but very enjoyable interview that I did again with Christy Sikowski on Truth Brigade. Good evening, everyone. Happy Wednesday. It is March 3rd, 2010, and thank you so much for joining us here tonight at Truth Brigade on AmericanFreedomRadio.com. We have got an action-packed, informative show in store for you tonight with Jack Spierko. He is the creator of the Survival Podcast, which you can find at the Survival Podcast. Dot com. Excellent information, everything you need to know about individual sovereignty and defining liberty, of course, is what we are going to be talking about tonight. Um, but seriously, the survivalpodcast.com, excellent forums, tons of information about gardening, how to, uh, maintaining that individual sovereignty, and of course, what is it? He's written a lot of articles and a lot of information uh, for those of us who like to do more for ourselves, and of course, um, the uh, survival or modern survival philosophy um, which we're going to be talking about tonight, of course, uh, preparation, debt, food, taxes, storage, disaster planning, renewable energy, land, um, etc. Uh, but number 10, um, he writes in his philosophy, is uh, what I think is the most important and so beautifully said. Uh, he says, your personal philosophy is more important for you than mine. You are the master of your own life, and if you don't agree with my views, great. 
define, define, understand, and implement your own. The biggest thing you can do is understand that you are in control of your life and that what you do matters. Those two factors have the greatest impact on individual survival across every demographic you can imagine. Uh, so, so much to talk about tonight. You know, I came across a quote uh, by Robert Heinlein today, and uh, wise man, of course, and and I like what he says because it's so much, this sums up my idea of Jack Spierko, a wonderful example. Um, but he says. A human being should be able to change a diaper, plan an invasion, butcher a hog, con a ship, design a building, write a sonnet, balance accounts, build a wall, set a bone, comfort the dying, take orders, give orders, cooperate, act alone, solve equations, analyze a new problem, pitch manure, program a computer, cook a tasty meal, Fight efficiently, die gallantly. Specialization is for insects. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, anyways, on that note, we are going to take a short break. See what we Heart-related health problems affect millions of people each year. Maybe you're one of the many who suffer from issues related to angina pain, high blood pressure, congestive heart failure, unbalanced cholesterol, irregular heartbeat, or clogged arteries. There is a solution that doesn't involve expensive prescription drugs that only mask the problem and leave you with horrible side effects. If you are ready to live your life free of sickness, pain, and fear, live your life with increased vitality, energy, and youthfulness, and experience your body healing itself, then you're ready for Heart and Body Extract from Healthy Hearts Club. Heart and Body Extract has a 23-year proven track record of using certified organic herbs that make up an excellent formula to balance and support the heart and circulatory system. In as little as two weeks, you can feel amazing results when your two-month supply of Heart and Body Extract today. Call 1-866-295-5305 or go to hvextract.com. My name's Don Wiskin. For over 10 years, I've been telling people about Cardivite. Here's Dr. John Matson, a naturopathic doctor's views on Cardivite. In our mind, there isn't such a great big mystery to disease anymore. This basic tenet of yeast in the gut, the metals in the liver covers at least 70-80% of the diseases that we see. When we do our program, you know, herbal formulas like Cardivite, and you see someone who could barely walk up a hill now going for regular jobs, few months later, we know we're doing something right. It's a well-thought-out formula. I mean, the idea of it working on yeast and metals both at the same time and liver function is dead on. It, you'll find, I think, that it'll work more than just on, on heart problems and circulation problems. It'll work on other problems as well. To learn more, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit our website at www.heartdrop.com or call 1-877-928-8822. 8822. Cardabite is available in either capsules or tincture. Deadline Live and Jack Ludd are proud to announce our new bookstore. Okay, it's not really our online bookstore. 
store where you can get every title, book, and DVD you hear about on our live show. It's brought to you by the people at Brave New Books. BraveNewBookstore.com is the newest, bravest, and most complete bookstore online today. And their DVD selection has all the titles you need to decode the new world order and fight the information war. BraveNewBookstore.com has awesome t-shirts to proudly display your patriotism and liberty stickers to alert the public at large. Brave New Books is physically located at 1904 Guadalupe Street under the Chase Bank building next to UT in Austin, Texas. So stop by by and maybe stay for one of their film shows. Go to BraveNewBookstore.com now to peruse the virtual bookstore and look for the Jack Blood recommended section. Or call them at 866-516-6623. 866-516-6623 to order the books and videos you hear about on Deadline Live. Be the resistance. Tell your friends about BraveNewBookstore.com. Warning. Warning. for joining us here tonight, friends and affiliates. So pleased to have Jack Spierko joining us tonight from the survivalpodcast.com. We're going to be talking about individual sovereignty tonight. Uh, so if you want to join us for the text chat, that's over at truthbrigade.com. And if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to give us a call at 512 512- Eight seven nine three eight zero five. Jack Spierko. Once again, he's the creator of the Survival Podcast dot com, and we're so pleased to have him here. Thanks so much for joining us tonight, Jack. How you doing? I'm doing great, Christy. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here and talk to your audience. Oh, thank you. Well, we really appreciate you and all you're doing and getting this most invaluable information out there. I mean, you're just changing so many lives, and perhaps you may not be aware of of how many lives you are touching, but you have a lot of fans here. That's good to hear. I'll tell you, um, 
Uh, about two months ago, I got an email from a guy in Iraq, not a soldier, a contractor that's over there as part of reconstruction, and uh, he told me a story of how uh, 18 Iraqis that work with him on that project, and he sit around and listen to my show every day and learn about permaculture. And I read wow. it on the air, and I, could, I really couldn't even get through the entire thing. So I know it's affecting a lot of people, and I, I feel really blessed to be doing that. And I never really understood what this show would become when I started it. I had no idea. Wow. Well, I want to hear about that. And and you're a modern survivalist in all of the in the true sense of the word, um, and obviously very efficient. Um, and you had a dream. You wanted to get information out there, so you uh, designed perhaps the the first uh, personal mobile studio. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, and I got to give due credit. The first guy I know of that did it and did it with uh, any kind of regularity was a guy named Chris Future. Uh, it's a pretty cool libertarian uh, uh, talk host, but his show is just libertarian politics. That's all it was. But he did it mobile. I thought, well, if he can do it, then I can do it. And I mm-hmm. saw, I saw this, uh, this, this t- tidal wave of of, of of a stock market crash coming in 2008, in the summer of 2008, when it was it wasn't here yet, but it was so close. And that was mm-hmm. one of the things I wanted to get out. And then. As far as just being prepared and, and, and being self-sufficient, those were other things I wanted to get out. And I thought, well, you know, I'll do this and I'll see if anybody will listen. So in June of 2008, I started my show with a $35 MP3 recorder and a beat-up old microphone. Mm-hmm. And uh, for like the first month, there was one person, me, and like one other guy that would email and tell me that he thought my show was pretty cool. I don't even know how I found it. Um, and then... In January of this year, I went full-time with it, and the mobile studio gets rested pretty well now, and I do my show from home every day. And wow. uh, it's become a thriving business in 18 months, which is, uh, I guess it's a testament to the fact that people want to know how to take care of themselves, and they want to know how to think their way through problems instead of just hearing about the problems. They want to know the solutions. Mm. Uh, isn't that the truth? And, and you are providing solutions in a, a wide array of topics. In fact, I can't think of one that you haven't covered. <laughs> I, I keep looking for new ones because I try to keep from being redundant. I do a show every day, Monday through Friday, and uh, it's important to me that I make that commitment and, and keep it with my listeners. Like, I'm going on vacation next week, and I've already pre-recorded two shows, uh, and I've got one more to record, and that way, even when I'm gone, there'll still be a show every day. Oh, wow. Even on vacation, you never rest, do you? Well, I try to rest. I just work twice as hard for a week, and then I can go away for a week. Okay. Oh, well, good for you. My goodness. Well, tell us a little bit about what we're going to find at the Survival Podcast and, of course, your forums and your members' brigade. Yeah. um, Well, first of all, the show itself covers just about every aspect of self-sufficiency that I can think of. I get into politics once in a while. I did that today because I believe that if we don't pay attention to that, we ignore a large uh, portion of the threats. But I probably do maybe 10% of my shows are about politics, and the rest are about active solutions. And these are everything from knowing how and the proper ways to store food, uh, disaster preparedness, emergency preparedness, hunting, fishing, foraging, uh, gardening and permaculture. I probably do 20 25% just on gardening and permaculture because I believe if you can feed mm. yourself, you have true freedom. My yes. forum is a, is, is like a uh, one of the biggest blessings to come out of the whole thing. And when I started doing the show, um, I was well-known in a few forums, and I didn't want to look like a forum pirate, so I didn't start up a forum. And after about six months, I had people basically demanding one. So I said, if you guys will moderate it and take care of it, 
I'll give you one, and they did, and I have this amazing group of about 30 moderators now that work tirelessly to keep the forum. Uh, it, it, to me, we, I think it's one of the best-run forums on the Internet, and I don't get credit for that. My moderators do. And then the Members Brigade, is I decided I was going to monetize my show, after about six months, people started to offer me donations. And I said, I'm not going to take any donations. I've never taken a dollar in donation because I'm a businessman, and I believe if somebody gives me money, I have to give them more value than they give me, and that's the way to do business in America. So I created this brigade, and what that does is it lets you support the show, but in return you get discounts from 15 vendors, and these are vendors that do everything from seeds for your, your gardening and permaculture to uh, Safe Castle Royal, for instance, has a $29 lifetime membership where you get big discounts on everything they sell from food to prepping needs, and you name it. And there's like $100 worth of e-books in there, and uh, there's 20 members-only videos from me that only the members can get. And I do that for $50 a year, which comes out to about $0.20 cents a show. And I'm doing a special for your listeners tonight. If they want to join, um, they can... Uh, I'm putting it in the chat room right now, but basically they can use uh, a, a discount code three three one zero, and they'll get the first year for thirty five bucks. And if they don't want to renew, they can cancel any time during that year. Excellent. Well, let me ask you this: You said that it's for tonight, but what if uh, our show is on a replay, uh, maybe tomorrow night or next week sure. somewhere else? Well, well, I'll tell you what I'll do: I'll extend the uh, the time on this thing um, to run through Monday. And I also have a way to pay by check. And anybody that hears this show that pays by check, there's a form to fill out if you want to do that instead of PayPal. If you write it on the form, I'll honor it. And that's that's the best I can do because obviously I can't keep it, you know. Your show is like mine. It's on over and over and over again. So. Of course. So All I'll right. it till Monday. Excellent. So until Monday night, uh, the Member Support Brigade is only $35 for the first full year. Yep. All right. And I and put a link in the, in the chat the room for everybody. Podcast, thesurvivalpodcast.com to sign up, right? Yep. Okay, excellent. Well, Jack, uh, we've had you here before and kind of talked a little bit about your living environment and your beautiful family and, and how you're able to get in, get them involved and instill good values in them. So I definitely want to reserve some time to, to talk about that. There's lots of parents here wondering, how do we get our children involved or to love this responsibility? Um, but, of course, uh, we can't do that until we define liberty and individual sovereignty of course the topic tonight and something you've talked about um, quite extensively Uh, so let's try to do that let's define liberty well liberty is a condition in which you have the freedom to take any action you choose so long as it doesn't infringe on the liberty of another person because we cannot live in a society where we, we have, let's say, sufficient freedom to impact the freedoms of others. Then freedom just falls apart. So it, the minute that your actions are infringed upon, when they do not harm another individual, we've lost liberty. So it's sad to say we do not have liberty in America today. Uh, we have a lot of liberties in America, but we don't have pure liberty the way it was intended by our, our founders, at least in my viewpoint. Mm-hmm. I well, I would have to agree with that. So you know, it's just really interesting how things have kind of turned around. Where people used to take pride in responsibility and true freedom, and and today it's almost like uh, 
people think freedom means that everything is free and, and handed to you. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> well, I, I think there's a lot of confusion. I mean, I think a lot of our young people, and I'm a big fan of our young people, so if you're out there and you're like 20, don't take this the wrong way, but I think a lot of our young people don't understand what freedom of speech means. So that if somebody's running a website, for instance, and they post something on there, and the, per- the person that owns the website takes it down, they say, well, my free speech has been infringed upon. Well, no, it hasn't. You're posting something on private property. So mm-hmm. that would that, 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 be like, okay, so I come to your house and I don't like you, and I write Christie sucks on the side of your house. Well, <laughs> then I say if you, if you clean that off, right, you've infringed upon my free speech. Now, I should be able to write, if I want, I would never do this, but I should be able to write Christie sucks on the side of my house. Someone else did. <laughs> right? If I can, I can write it on the side of my house, that's free speech. But when I go out and I infringe upon the rights of other people, so if I go out and use somebody else's website, or somebody else's video, or somebody else's anything that they own, and I don't, and their individual rights are not respected. I mean, one of the biggest differences this country had from other countries um, at our founding was that we recognized the individual right to private property. It wasn't collective property. It wasn't the king's property. It wasn't the government's property. Once it was settled and maintained, it was your property, and you were sovereign over that property. Even a lot of things that the the government at the time, with the few restrictions it had, said you couldn't do, well, if you did them on your property, that was your business. And, and that was true liberty. And as long as you weren't rounding people, you know, little kids up and having like a, a kid zoo or something, um, you weren't infringing on the rights of others. And we all know there's a blight in our past, but you know, w- with slavery. But let's 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 you know not go into that. Other than the the fact that a lot of us are still walking around with the illusion of freedom, and we don't realize the slavery that we're under. Oh, yes. So slavery, is, as you've talked about in your podcast, it's kind of changed just a little bit, and, and you stated it so eloquently. Can you elaborate on, on how slavery has changed from our perceptions to where we are today in 2010? Sure. I mean, if you think about the classic definition of slavery, it was a person that was held against their will and forced to work against their will, and in return for that, they were provided with food and shelter. Well, Sounds an awful lot like corporate America in, in some ways. Now, I'm not anti-capitalist. I don't want anybody to think that. And, I'm, and, I, and I don't think you should go out and quit your job tomorrow because Jack Spierko said that you're a slave to your job. Because it's not the job that makes you a slave. It's the entire system and, and the willingness that people enter into it with and this, this mentality that I have to do things that are expected of me. In other words, by the time a, a child comes out of high school and is ready to go to college at 18, they have laid into their mind that the only options that they have is to go to college, get a good job, work until they're 70 years old, save 15% of their income in you know, a tax-deferred account, and then maybe if they're still alive, they can have a retirement. <laughs> and because of that, they enter into that, that tunnel uh, of, of you know, this narrow tunnel vision view of life. Along that way, because there's so many things that that takes away from us, because we don't stop and take the time to put our hands in the earth once in a while and realize where our food actually comes from, because we're so even if we're not going to grow the food, we're so separated from the guy who does. We think a steak comes wrapped up in a package, and we have no understanding that you know that the animal has to die so that we can have that steak. And again, I'm a huge meat eater, so I'm not saying not to not to use animals for meat. I'm just saying we also need to be in touch with that reality, because all of those things. And there's a it's just a couple. There's millions of them that we're out of touch with. Mm-hmm. Over time, that creates this hole in our lives. So now we have to fill the hole. So the society that is designed to keep people working at the little grindstone for their entire lives decided to fill that hole with something called credit. 
Hmm. So you can't just pay you enough money so you can fill the hole with all your material crap because then you would quit, right? <laughs> but if we give you credit to fill the hole with, every time you fill the hole, you actually make the hole bigger, and you end up, you know, I'm big on the ant and how great the ant is because the ant saved and the grasshopper died because he didn't, even though we don't talk kids anymore. But mm-hmm. there's an enemy of the ant called the ant lion. And the ant lion is this little bug. We used to call them doodle bugs in Florida. They make this little divot in the, in the, the sand or the soft earth. And when the ant falls in there and he starts struggling, the harder he struggles, the more he falls down toward the center until the ant lion eats him. And that is exactly what debt does to people. And on top of that, we throw you know taxation on top of it. We put those two together on people, and they end up into a self-induced slavery where they have no choice. You'd say the slave couldn't just leave and go somewhere else. Well, I ask America, how many of you could leave tomorrow and go somewhere else? And most people would have to say, I could not. Yeah, isn't that the sad truth? And, and you know, Christy, it's deeper than that. It's deeper in a, in a way that's really, it's really sad if we think about how we've been domesticated and institutionalized. Mm-hmm. If you want to take an animal and create a captive animal, you initially capture something from the wild. That animal you capture from the wild will never be domesticated, no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will always be da- it will always be dangerous. It will be like our founders. You, you cannot control that that new captive animal. And if well, you we shouldn't the, be able to. We shouldn't be trying to control anyone or correct. anything. That's the mother nature's got it right. We're the ones that have it backwards. Correct. But let's say we want to create a a passenger. Uh, what do you call it? A messenger pigeon, right? We take mm-hmm. a wild pigeon in, and he'll never become domesticated. If we let him go, he flies away. But that pigeon and its mate has children that are born into captivity that never know freedom. By the time we get to the third generation, we have a generation that wasn't even brought up by a generation that knew freedom, and the original you know, matriarchs of that group are dead. And that creature born into captivity doesn't even know it's in captivity. Mm-hmm. That is today's America. Your grandparents were free. Your, your, your great-grandparents were free. Your grandparents were kind of free. And your parents were sort of just on the last, but they were really kind of born into slavery. And that means this generation we have now has never actually known what a free America looked like. They've never known America without the Federal Reserve. They've never known an America with a currency based on gold. They've never known an America where when, when the Congress went to do something, instead of debating whether they should do it or not, people actually discussed was it okay for them to do it. Were they allowed to do it? But you know what people used to ask when our government did things 120 years ago? Does the Constitution allow them to do that? That was the first question. And the, the generation today has never even heard those words except in alternative media like your show. Yeah. Do, do you think they actually read the bills back then, too? Yeah, they would read them. And, you know, and I'll tell you what, I'm really sick and tired of the people that I hear in the mainstream media that talk about us and say, like, well, these people don't know anything about the Constitution. They know the Second Amendment and nothing else. And, and I had a guy kind of bring that up uh, on a show that I ended up on one day, and I said, well, I know the Tenth. How about that one? How about the First? You want to talk, you know, let, let's, let's go through them. And I think that... Fortunately, today, we have a generation of people starting to do those things again. But they're coming out of a deep slumber. And then when they do this, they look out at everybody else and they go, why don't you see? And that's what, you know, when people heard we were going to talk about individual sovereignty tonight, they might have thought it would be a lot like the guy that was on the last show that I heard that was talking about how you could have, you know, your individual sovereignty to get around laws. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about having your individual sovereignty to know what you do matters. 
mm-hmm. and to be able to get into a position in life where you focused on solutions rather than problems. You know, I know there's people out there listening tonight that are under the impression you don't need to drive. Well, we'll we'll pick up on the other side of the music. Yeah, hold that thought, Jack, and uh, stay tuned. We're going to come right back after the break. TheSurvivalPodcast.com is the website. Truth Brigade Radio. This is an emergency alert. People don't die of H1N1 infection. They die from system-wide intoxication and toxic shock. Doctors call it the cytokine storm following infection and immune hyperstimulation. Vaccines with immune stimulants or toxic drugs chemicalize your body, adding to your death risk. Prevent death and reverse diseases from infections, vaccinations, and drug toxicity. Call this number to get my free special report about the flu and what to do to save lives, maybe even your own. I'm Dr. Leonard Horowitz. Order Zeolife, the world's most powerful broad-spectrum detoxifier, immune system guard, and vaccine cleanse. Avoid vaccinations and drugs. Use Zeolife and OxySilver Hydrosol instead to detox and de-germ your body. Stop the shock of toxicity and preventable deaths. Call 1-888-KO-GERMS. That's 1-888-KO-GERMS. Or visit Zeolife.net and OxySilver.net and order your free report and package special. Attention, an important product from HempUSA.org, Microplant Powder, will change your life by removing all types of positive toxins, such as heavy metals, parasites, bacteria, viruses, and fungus from the digestive tract and stomach wall so you can absorb nutrients. Microplant Powder is 89% silica and packed with a negative charge that attracts positive toxins from the blood, organ, spine, and brain. This product has the ability to rebuild cartilage and bone, which allows synovial fluid to return to the joints. Silica is a precursor to calcium, meaning the body turns silica into calcium and is great for the heart. There is no better time than now to have microplant powder on your shelf or in your storage shelter. And with an unlimited shelf life, you can store it anywhere. Call 908-691-2608 or visit hempusa.org. It's a great way to change your life. So call 908-691-2608 or visit us at hempusa.org today. Most Americans know the significance of July 4th, 1776. However, few know the importance of September 17th, 1787, the day the Constitution was written and adopted by our founders. Unfortunately, over 200 years later, this sacred document is under attack, along with our beloved Republic. Throughout the span of history, brave men and women have rallied behind banners, which have served as symbols of liberty against the forces of tyranny. Today, we have the Constitution Pride flag to show our support for the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, Freedom, Liberty, and Justice for We the People of the United States. Now available at www.1787flags.com. Get your very own Constitution Pride flag today and receive a free pocket Constitution with your order. www.1787flags.com, the official website of the Constitution Pride flag. That's www.1787flags.com. Yo, what's up? Check this out. The voice of the revolution. American Freedom Radio. American Freedom Radio. News and information the mainstream won't touch. An American Warning Radio. 
right here, Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 p.m. Central. Welcome back. Thanks so much for joining us here tonight at Truth Brigade on AmericanFreedomRadio.com. If you want to join us for the text chat tonight, great group of people. That's over at TruthBrigade.com. And if you have any questions or comments for our special guest tonight, Jack Spierko, the number is 512-879-879. 3805. We are talking about individual sovereignty tonight, and Jack Spierko is the creator of the survivalistpodcast.com. And uh, don't forget to check out the forums. Lots of good information here, Jack. Uh, but if you would, can you please uh, continue where you left off before break? Yeah, what I was saying is this, you know, when some of the folks out there heard we were going to talk about individual sovereignty tonight, they might have thought about, uh, the, you know, the legal, technical aspects of that. What I'm talking about is your sovereignty as a human being and an understanding that you have a lot more freedom than, you, than you're led to believe. I, I think we have two, two main classes of Americans today. We have people that are kind of awake to all the things I've been talking about, and, and we'll get to them in just a second. But the other group of people, the people that are completely blind to this, they just get up every day and they get in that mobile metal coffin and they go to work and then they work in their little cell at work and then they come home and they work in their little cell at home and, you know, they eat dinner and they go to bed. And they're in a prison, but since it's decorated nicely, they don't recognize it for what it is. And then we have this other group of Americans that have kind of woken up to this, but they also believe that they're in captivity and they believe there's nothing that they can do about it. And what I'm here to tell you is you have a lot more freedom than you've been led to believe. Hmm. And you do not need to, a new law. You do not need the government to change things. You do not need to, to stand up and, and fight a, a, a legality to exercise that freedom. You just need to and. act, right? You just need to act, and you need to take control of your life. And more importantly than anything else, you need to take responsibility for your life. Hmm. And if you've done something stupid, you have to clean it up and honor your word. So if you're deeply in debt, my belief is you don't weasel out of it. You pay it the hell off because you went into it. And and then you'll come out of it with your honor intact, and you won't ever do it again. That's freedom. That's liberty. And and we've so lost connection with that. I I just don't know what else to tell people because it's so easy that once you make that decision, you never go back to it. And and the way I think of the truth, (laughs) you know, and the way I think of it is this: I'm a big believer in coincidences. So, like when I meet a random person, they say, "You need to read this book, or you need to go look at this, or whatever." I always try to do it. Um, but I'm also a big believer that they usually, when you get told to do something like that, if you follow it, there's like one or two reasons only that you would even need it. And if you are aware, you'll find it. So one day this guy told me, you need to read The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. So I went over to the bookstore, and I pulled it off the shelf, and I opened it up randomly, and I opened it up to a page, and there were two big circles on that page. And one circle said, Circle of Concern. 
and it was a huge circle. And there was a smaller circle that said circle of influence. And a little bit of text on the other page said that the circle of concern is everything you care about. So what the Democrats are doing, what the Republicans are doing, the price of tea in China, you know, our, our ass clown president apologizing for America, <laughs> the, the, the right-wing shills on radio that act like they're your friend that are not, that's all your circle of concern. You care about those things. Mm-hmm. But then there's a much smaller circle of the things that you actually have influence and control over. And effective people spend their time in that little circle. So I looked at that and said it's one of the most insightful things I've ever seen in my life, and it's the only reason I needed this book, and I don't need to spend my 15 bucks, so I closed it and stuck it back on the shelf. <laughs> but because I didn't sit down and read the whole book, and I just took that aspect, it stayed with me for the rest of my mm-hmm. life. And I've tried to do my show that way. We'll look at the concern circle once in a while. But what we're really going to do is focus on the things we can do. So people, like one guy said, you're supposed to be a survivalist, and all I hear about is gardening and fruits and vegetables. What are you going to do to teach me to make a pie next? <laughs> and I said, I might, but if the shit hits the fan, I'm going to have a pie. Yes, yeah, right. And if you want to live on MREs and, and uh, uh, you know, uh, pinto beans, not that I don't have any of those either, but if you want to live on that, go ahead. I'm going to eat pie. And I'm going to eat pie today, and I'm going to eat pie if times get tough, and, and I'm going to have all the things that allow me to live my life my own way. I'm going to have energy independence. I'm going to have food independence. And while I'm, you know, unless I have to be because society goes so downhill that we don't have a choice, I will probably never be 100% self-sufficient. But if I if I go to a step of 50% self-sufficiency, then there's a direct correlation. In fact, I'd say there's an accelerated correlation between self-sufficiency and liberty. For every 10% of self-sufficiency you bring in your life, I feel you get an extra 50% of liberty. Absolutely. That sounds about right. I mean, and what you're talking about here, you're not advocating, oh, go fight the courts and beg someone for your individuality or your freedom. I mean, that's just so silly and backwards. You're just teaching people how to assert their individuality or their sovereignty, their birthright, be. Correct. Correct. And, you know, you just used a very important word to me right there, birthright. And I, I think that we have a lot of patriots out there that are missing the whole point of what they're supposed to be doing when they use that term and they say it's my birthright as an American. That's not what our Declaration of Independence was about. Our Declaration of Independence was written specifically to apply to humans. And it was that was the basis for the separation from the British crown. That because human beings are supposed to have these rights and they are sovereign as individuals and that if at any point a government infringes upon that, it's actually the duty of those people to separate from that government. That was not a concept for America. That was a global concept. In fact, if it hadn't been written that way, it wouldn't have had meaning. Mm -hmm. And then our Constitution... Is based on rights coming from a creator. I think there's people who believe this is a religious nation. I have some people who disagree with me. I'd say this is not a religious nation. If you want to see a, a nation based on religion, look at the Iraqi Constitution, where, where it specifically cites that. What our founders realized was we had to have a separation of church and state, of course, but that human beings, if their rights came from government, then government then had the ability to rescind them. But the, one way or another, 
every human being believes in a creator. Even an evolutionist, for God's sakes, believes in a creator. The creator was the universe. It was the evolutionary process. So whether you are a, a, a staunch Christian conservative or the other end of the spectrum and being a, you know, a complete atheist who believes in evolution, anywhere in between there, our documents that founded this nation were written for you no matter where you fall in that. And it was stated that that very act of being created as a human entitles you to these rights. So when people say things like, I have my constitutional rights because I'm an American, they're doing a disservice to the other 6.4 billion people in this world because that document applies to them too. Isn't that the truth? It's like become this an even bigger divide as well. We're Americans. We deserve to be free, you know, but those other third worlders or those other people, you know, it's just silly. What's wrong with freedom for everyone? Our Constitution doesn't work if it doesn't include all human beings on the planet. It's written in a, from a standpoint. And that is why even the people that want to infringe on those rights will prop up the lie that's in an American right. Because if they can make that lie work, then it's very easy for them to turn around and take those rights away. Because then the government is the grantor of the right, instead of being charged with protecting the right. You know, uh, Barack Obama takes a lot of criticism, and he gets plenty from me. But one of the statements he got criticism for I thought was completely accurate. The only difference was that I thought it was a great thing, and he didn't like it. This is back before the election when he said there was a tape that came out where he said, the problem with the Constitution is it's a document of negative liberties. Because it says what government may not do to you, but doesn't tell government what it must do for you. Now, he sees that as a problem. I don't see it as a problem, but he's absolutely right. That's how the document was written. It was written to charge the federal government with protecting the rights of the individuals, leaving most of the powers to the states, but the federal government has a duty when the state infringes upon the right. That's when federal supremacy is supposed to take over, not to further restrict, but to prevent the states from restriction. And I, I know we're getting kind of technical Why? here, but... How did they get... No, you're absolutely right. But once that's turned around as well to where you have people begging for federal intervention. Correct. <laughs> and we have, this, we have the, you know, the federal supremacy clause, which when anybody that studies law, even in a high school level, learns that if there's two laws and they're in conflict, that the, the federal law has supremacy over the state law. That's not exactly... That's true up to a point. It's, but the, the, we leave the, the next part out. So long as both laws are constitutional, okay, mm-hmm. right? So the, the, does the federal law infringe upon the Tenth Amendment of the Constitution, granting powers not in the Constitution to the states? If so, the federal law is null and void anyway. Does the state law infringe upon constitutional rights? If it does, then of course the federal law is supreme if it, if it prevents that infringement. So we have a case right now before the Supreme Court where they're standing things on its head and, say, and basically, you know, after Heller versus D.C. came down, they said, well, that's because D.C. was part of the federal system, so uh, the, federal, uh, the federal system is protected by the Tenth Amendment. Now, it's, uh, I think it's in Cleveland uh, over a handgun ban, and they're saying, well, we're states and we don't have to be bound by the Constitution. That's for you, the federal government. Well, that's asinine. That's like a state saying, we don't have to allow freedom of press because we're not the federal government. Did you see if if Texas stood up and said, you know what, that freedom of press stuff, no, freedom of speech, no, we're not going to have that. You know, this is the state of Texas. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly, and of course, at that point, you know, for the first time in my life, I I would be the one going, hey, federal government, come in here and fix this. (laughs) <laughs> I, I've never said those words, you know, other yeah. than maybe the border problem. 
Uh, well, so then, then what's the solution? I mean, obvi- clearly there's been a, a missed uh, delegation of powers and, and a lot of people pointing fingers. But I, I just, you know, from my perspective, I believe we get exactly what we deserve. And so I believe a lot of people are suffering, perhaps, to their own undoing. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that in all cases. Of course, you know, people are overstepping their boundaries and a lot of innocent people getting hurt every day by this. But this was obviously perpetuated by our belief that the head of the state or the government is our God. Correct. Well, what we did is we ended up in a situation where we had crisis after crisis created by corporate entities that wanted to take over a fledgling government, uh, which, you know, we won't go into a long history lesson or anything tonight, but it's what eventually led us into the Federal Reserve System. But what we now have is, as bad as the Fed is, it, it's only a piece of the problem. The, the other problem is that the only way a person gets elected today is with billions of dollars from corporate interests that then own that person by the time they get in there. And all of those forces have a line to create an education system where our children are taught things like, you have constitutional rights. And see, the thing about a lie is if you want to use a lie properly, you never make a lie sound bad. You make it sound wonderful. You make it sound believable. It's the old adage. If I give you a watch that's off by six hours, it's no danger to you whatsoever. You'll look at it and go, it's dark out. It's not 4.30 in the afternoon. (laughs) But if I give you a watch that's ten minutes wrong, it will lead you to make very poor decisions throughout the rest of the day until you figure it out because it's believable when it's only 10 minutes wrong. So you do have rights, but they're not constitutional rights. They're constitutionally protected rights. And those little nuances that people don't seem to think are very important, these little technicalities, generation upon generation, having those little technicalities pulled out of what people are taught, and then we dumb down the education system. They don't even learn anymore what they're, you know, what they're being taught as wrong as it is. But people are just not educated in, in our school systems anymore to reality, to, to what, you know, the real state of what our nation is, where it came from, and the freedoms that we're supposed to have. And what I find, you know, ironic is the minute that a person really takes these things into themselves, if they don't go down the, the, the antlion trap of trying to fight the system directly, if they just look at that and go, wait a minute, this is, this is a truth. And as a truth... It's true no matter what anybody else says. And they change the way that they live. All of a sudden, they're living with that individual sovereignty. And they don't, there's so many things people do every day that they don't actually have to do. And I don't mean technicalities around the law. I mean social norms that we feel like, oh, I have to do this. Well, who Mm -hmm. says so? (laughs) <laughs> exactly. So, well, you are not the boss of me. I mean, correct. I know when we have that. Or we even have a song about it, but nobody believes it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And what you're advocating once again is not going and fighting that same corrupt system we're here talking about tonight. Is just asserting your individuality. Correct. Now, at that time again, so uh, we're going to take a short break. We are speaking on individual sovereignty tonight with Jack Spierko, the creator of The Survival Podcast, thesurvivalpodcast.com. Stay tuned. Be right back. Fruit Brigade Radio. Is snoring keeping you or your partner awake at night? 
but it's time to get a better night's sleep. From New Zealand comes Stop Snoring Natural Throat Spray. Stop Snoring is a unique blend of natural oils and herbs that moisturize and lubricate the throat and soft palate. Stop Snoring Natural Throat Spray helps alleviate the noise of snoring. Stop Snoring Throat Spray is made of four natural oils plus herbs and peppermint, so it tastes great when you use it. And Stop Snoring Throat Spray is shipped direct to you from New Zealand, so you get it at a great price. Get the handy 1.6-ounce spray bottle right now for just $14.95 plus $5 shipping and handling. Or get three bottles shipped direct to your door for just $49.95. That's a savings of $10. Order right now by calling the Snoring Hotline at 1-866-252-1057. That's 1-866-252-1057. Stop snoring throat spray from New Zealand. Call 1-866-252-1057 now. And put it by Business New Zealand, Christchurch, New Zealand. Now you and your family and friends can enjoy the cleanest, most delicious, and healthy drinking water anytime, even while traveling, camping, at sporting events, or in emergency situations. The Berkey Light removes bacteria, cysts, parasites, and harmful chemicals to below detectable levels. It also reduces nitrates and unhealthy minerals like lead and mercury, while leaving in the beneficial and nutritional minerals your body needs. Berkey Light is so powerful, it can even purify raw, untreated water from remote lakes and streams. And the optional PF2 filters even remove fluoride. The Berkey Light LED, with its rechargeable lighting system, can be used as a nightlight or a camp light. To view or purchase your Berkey Water System and replacement filters, please visit American Freedom Radio's website at AmericanFreedomRadio.com and click the Berkey banner. Once again, that's AmericanFreedomRadio.com and click the Berkey Water banner. Not yet available in Iowa. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. No one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. American Freedom Radio. Dark, funny, and mind-bending news. PSYOP Radio with Matt White and Smiles Lewis, Sundays at 7 to 9 p.m. Central, only on American Freedom Radio.
Welcome back, and thank you so much for joining us here tonight at Truth Brigade on AmericanFreedomRadio.com with our friend tonight, Jack Spierko, the host of the SurvivalPodcast.com. We are talking about individual sovereignty, and you know, Jack, really, it's I, I really appreciate all of the, the legal experts out there and their knowledge and this and that. But if, if you're going to go and ask your slave master for permission to be free, isn't that just kind of contradictory itself? <laughs> yeah, I mean, y- y- you have to start. I, I guess what, ha- what people have to maybe understand is that even when we say slavery sometimes, maybe maybe it's a little bit too dramatic, and maybe we're even overreaching a little bit. But if you think back to your, your history lessons, and, and, and when you learned about slavery, you probably learned about a lesser form of it called indentured servitude. Mm-hmm. An indentured servant was like someone that wanted to come to America, right? So he found a sponsor that said, okay, you can come to America, uh, but you'll work for me for nothing. I'll give you a place to live and food to eat, but that's all you're going to get for five years. After that, your debt's paid, and then you can go on and, and do whatever you like. So five years later, after working himself to half to death, um, he has nothing. There's no money, right? So all he has is his liberty, and at that point, he's almost got some of the Stockholm syndrome. Well, then this this this, this you know master turns around and says, "Hey, you know your your debt's paid. What about a real job now?" And, and you know, obviously, after five years, I know that you work well, so I'll give you a little bit of a salary, and you can stay in your little little hut that I've provided for you, or what have you. And a lot of times, these indentured servants would end up working for that master for the rest of their lives, including the subsequent generations would then go to work and take up the trade of the father. Mm-hmm. And this would go on for generations. And this wasn't slavery because there was no legal right under the current that legal system of the time that, that if that person would have left once their debt was paid, no one could come after them and bring them back, but they didn't leave. Well, folks, it's exactly what I was talking about when I was talking about how you make a, a, a wild pigeon into a homing pigeon. Mm-hmm. Once we have that pigeon bred for three or four generations, and the, 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 this generation has never known freedom, and I take that pigeon, I put them in a box, and I take them 200 miles away, I put a little note on them, and then when I need him to go back and deliver that note to his home base, I throw him up in the air and he flies away. He's a pigeon. For God's sakes, have you seen how many places pigeons live? They can go anywhere they want. But that pigeon, because it doesn't know any different, ignores 200 miles of liberty and flies straight back to captivity. Mm-hmm. That's maybe more of an indentured servitude than slavery, but I call it slavery because I really don't see much of a difference in how it affects people's lives. And I know I get excited and I talk fast and all, but it's because I care. And I know that once people wake up to that, it's a slow awakening process, but it's like the Matrix where you take the red pill. It's done. Yeah. Once you understand it, all you can do is become more and more awake, and there's some there's some there's some burden, you know. Just like in the Matrix, they can't you can't plug back in and forget. It won't work, but the freedom so so worth it. Even if it brings hardship, it's worth it because for the first time in your life, you realize how many lies you've been told. And then the the, the important part is, if you don't wake up to this reality, as you learn a lot of the truths, you feel like you've been harmed by a lot of people who didn't harm you. These are people who don't know any better. You didn't know any better before you figured it out. So for you to go back and blame your teacher, your boss, your parents, your your senator, your congressman, whatever, is like the guy that when he came, you know, in the movie The Matrix, when they got free, if they went back and started shooting people that were still plugged in, that were asleep. It wouldn't make any sense at all. 
right? Because they don't know any better. And that's exactly, absolutely exactly what happens for a lot of people to wake up into the patriot movement or the liberty movement. They end up resenting people because they don't realize yet that they have their own freedom. They think they're fighting for their freedom instead of just claiming it. And it messes uh, oh, up their lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, well, Jack, is is there a gentle way to approach this topic with, <laughs> you know, without ostracizing yourself from your family, your neighbors, etc.? Well, I'll, I'll tell you first of all, that my entire extended family thinks I'm absolutely crazy. Right? <laughs> they think I'm absolutely nuts, but they also always have. And and you know, if 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 you know, if you're going to be different than people, then that's pretty much the definition of crazy in our current society. <laughs> there are little pieces that you can do uh, to awaken people. And I think stories is the way to go. That's why I tell the stories of you know the ant and the grasshopper or how you take a pigeon that's wild and turn it into a domesticated bird. When you tell people stories, it reaches back into a primal sense. All of the traditions that we have, I feel, started around the campfires when people would get together before the days of the iPod, the telephone, the Internet, and every other shiny dadgone thing we've created, and they would tell stories. And that's so much a part of who we are as human beings that when you tell stories, you reach into that part of that person. So instead of trying to tell a person everything that you know is wrong and you're a brainwashed, people don't listen to crap like that. They don't want to hear that. But if you t- sit down, somebody down and you say, hey, look, hey, let me tell you what I heard this guy on talk radio said. He was talking about how they take a pigeon from the wild and make it <laughs> captive. And you tell them the same exact story I just gave you and just say, and what do you think about that? And I think that's the big problem that, that a lot of the people in the patriot movement have, the liberty movement have. Instead of giving people information and then finishing with, what do you think about that, they try to act like they're closing a sale. Right, and they're like, so sign up and you know whatever, and, and, and that that makes people feel like you're trying to pull them somewhere. People don't like to be pulled, right? They mm-hmm. like to be. People love being led, right? Mm-hmm. But they like to be led by a leader that they know would take a bullet for them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's another old story, and I don't remember where I got it. Or I give credit for it, but there were two lands. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll tell that when we come back. Right there, yeah, it's that time again. So we're going to take a short break. We will be back at the top of the hour. Jack Spierko, the survivalpodcast.com here on Truth Brigade Radio. traveling, camping, at sporting events, or in emergency situations. The Berkey Light removes bacteria, cysts, parasites, and harmful chemicals to below detectable levels. It also reduces nitrates and unhealthy minerals like lead and mercury, while leaving in the beneficial and nutritional minerals your body needs. Berkey Light is so powerful, it can even purify raw, untreated water from remote lakes and streams. 
and the optional PF2 filters even remove fluoride. The Berkey Light LED, with its rechargeable lighting system, can be used as a nightlight or a camp light. To view or purchase your Berkey water system and replacement filters, please visit American Freedom Radio's website at AmericanFreedomRadio.com and click the Berkey banner. Once again, that's AmericanFreedomRadio.com and click the Berkey water banner. Not yet available in Iowa. Heart-related health problems affect millions of people each year. Maybe you're one of the many who suffer from issues related to angina pain, high blood pressure, congestive heart failure, unbalanced cholesterol, irregular heartbeat, or clogged arteries. There is a solution that doesn't involve expensive prescription drugs that only mask the problem and leave you with horrible side effects. If you are ready to live your life free of sickness, pain, and fear, live your life with increased vitality, energy, and youthfulness, and Experience your body healing itself. Then you're ready for Heart and Body Extract from Healthy Hearts Club. Heart and Body Extract has a 23-year proven track record of using certified organic herbs that make up an excellent formula to balance and support the heart and circulatory system. In as little as two weeks, you can feel amazing results when your two-month supply of Heart and Body Extract today. Call 1-866-295-5305 or go to hbextract.com. for joining us here tonight at Truth Brigade on AmericanFreedomRadio.com. Top of the second hour with Jack Spierko tonight, host of the Survival Podcast.com. Jack, we have a real short segment here, so if you would, we love story time. Okay, great. <laughs> so what I was saying is that leadership is so important, and if you're going to awaken people to new ideas, you need to do it with leadership. And there's an old story, it's an old parable, don't remember where I heard it, but the story is that there were these two lands, and in one land, the sheep were just, you know, they gave better wool, they had better meat, they were so healthy. And in the other land, the sheep would get sick, they would die, uh, you know, they would they'd kind of get through life, but they just didn't thrive the way they did in this other land, even though they were very similar and so close to each other. And, and one day a young prince asked his, his father, the, the king, that, that watched over these two lands, what is the difference between why do these sheep do so well and these do so poorly? And he said, son, in, in this land over here, the shepherds walk in front of their flock. And in this land mm-hmm. here, the shepherds walk behind their flock and they beat them with their canes and drive them from one place to another. Mm. And we could really use some leadership in our government and our society like that. But, again, we can only affect change so much with that. 
What you need is leadership in your own life that way. If you want people to awaken up to ideas, they're going to have to think you're freaking nuts once in a while, people. I'm sorry. There's no easy way around it. Guys, don't, you know, I, I have a little bit of sympathy, but not much. For 18 months, I drove down the road screaming like a mad Italian into a microphone, doing 70 miles an hour, weaving in and out of traffic, with people looking at me like I was insane because they cared about getting this information out. So if you have to look a little batty to be able to explain to somebody that they're living a life based on a lie, then so be it. Nothing worth having is completely easy. It always takes work, but it's always worth it. Hmm, isn't that the truth? My, well, you know, nuts are all good over here. We we love nuts, all different types of nuts. <laughs> I, I, there, there was a, a quote here. I don't even want to butcher his name. I posted it in the uh, text chat, though. Ancient Greek historian uh, Thucydides. I don't want to. Never mind. He says. Some Greek guy. Yeah, some Greek guy. The, <laughs> the secret of happiness is freedom. The secret of freedom is courage. Beautiful. Beautiful. Isn't it? Isn't it? I mean, it's okay to, to think outside that box. It's okay to step outside that box. We don't have to be carbon copy clones of each other and and you know part of being free is obviously we have to allow others their freedom as well the same freedoms we expect so you know if if there are people that just don't want to get it or see it we can't force them we We can't tie them down and and make them not go get vaccines or not go you know or go eat at mcdonald's and eat their gmo food or whatever it is we yeah. have to allow them the same freedoms we desire for ourselves. You know, from, from sacred text to pop culture, there's great truths everywhere. Back to the Matrix. You notice when the people woke up, mm-hmm. they didn't go into the Matrix and start just ma- unplugging people manually. Mm-mm. No, they said people that, just, that chose to wake up had to make a choice. And, of mm-hmm. course, there was no pill. It was, a, it was an image because it was a mm-hmm. computer simulation. It was a symbolic choice. And, mm-hmm. and there's, there's a wisdom there. And even though it's just a, you know, kind of a sci-fi cool movie and it's not anything to base your life completely on, there's still a truth there. And, and the reality is we'll see truth everywhere if we'll just look for it. Oh, amen. Very well said, Jack. But it's that time again. We're going to take a short break. We will be right back. Jack Spierko of the survivalpodcast.com here on Truth For Gate Radio. Hey, Jack Blood here, host of Deadline Live. I wanted to share with you my secret weapon in fighting the new world order. It's a new product called Enerfood. Enerfood is far none the best health supplement I've tried, and I've tried them all. With many ingredients like spirulina, chlorella, dulse, kelp, barley, grass, alfalfa, leaf, beetroot, orange peel, winter cherry root, it really is nothing less than superfood. I couldn't imagine having to shop and prepare all of these ingredients, but now I don't have to. Enerfood's done it for me. A simple scoop of powder every day is all. All 
it takes. No fillers, no miracle claims, no magic bullets. Just a real product with real results. Call them today and mention Jack Blood and get a special discount. Get the two-pack special with the coconut oil powder. Call them now, 1-866-762-9238. 1-866-762-9238. Or simply go to enterfood.com. That's E-N-E-R, enterfood.com. Tell them Jack Blood sent you. You don't have to be in the military to enjoy military surplus savings. Right now at MainMilitary.com, you'll find savings on the top must-have military supplies. M10 gas masks for $12 or 3 for 30 Gas mask hoods, $4 or 3 for 10 Mask filters, $6 or 3 for 15 Save big on British chemical suits, only $12. Israeli gas masks, $20. Trigger finger gloves, $5 a pair or $36 a dozen. Snowshoe binding for $8 or $40. $48 a dozen, and so much more. Even hard-to-find surplus items, all at surplus prices. Preparing the whole family has never been so affordable at MainMilitary.com. MainMilitary.com, one of the last surviving true surplus stores in the country. Shop now at M-A-I-N-E-Military.com or call 877-608-0179. That's 877-608-0179 today. Looking to save time, money, and fuel in your car while increasing performance? Switch to AMSOIL. AMSOIL's top-selling dealer wants to offer you American-made value to support this radio network. Check out SyntheticWarehouse.com for the latest in AMSOIL synthetic lubricants and filters. AMSOIL makes driving fun again. Trust the first 100% synthetic motor oil licensed in North America. Since 1972, it remains the only oil backed with a guarantee. Buy your automotive products from SyntheticWarehouse.com today. For motorcycles, AMSOIL is also proven to be the number one top-performing oil available. Cut temperatures, enjoy smooth shifting, longer clutch life, and increase horsepower. 25,000-mile oil change intervals are standard for gas and diesel. Call 800-579-0580. But check out the site at SyntheticWarehouse.com. Double the life of your transmission. Go to SyntheticWarehouse.com today. News and information you can trust. This is American Freedom Radio. Freedom, freedom, American Freedom Radio. Radio. American Freedom Radio. News and information the mainstream won't touch. An American Warning Radio. Right here, Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 p.m. Central. Welcome back. Thanks so much for joining us here tonight at Truth Brigade on AmericanFreedomRadio.com. Friends and affiliates, our special guest tonight is Jack Spierko, a modern survivalist and creator of the Survival Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, don't be shy. Feel free to give us a call at 512 879 
3805. And if you want to join us for the text chat, that's over at truthbrigade.com. Uh, Jack, there was a lot of snake chat. Um, <laughs> I was seeing it. You know, that's so funny. You brought up you have uh, 14 uh, snakes in your office with you right now. We're actually asking advice about raising or, or keeping snakes. So, well, do you mind us sharing no. some of your wisdom with us? No, you know, it, when I grew up as a kid, I always watched like Marlon Perkins on the uh, Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom and all, and he was always running around chasing all these animals. And I wanted to grow up and do that. And then the thing that really got me was reptiles. And uh, uh, over time, I guess because society despised the snake, I figured. You know, since I'm kind of always been anti-societal norm, that snake must not be all that bad. And you know, when I learned about them, I learned that they were creatures just like anything else. And you know, snakes do bite occasionally, but you can actually trust the snake. You just have to trust it to be a snake and trust it to act the way that its nature is and follow its rules. So, um, at one time, I actually had about 60, and I was wow. breeding them as a commercial venture. And I was breeding a specific species called African house snakes, and uh, it was just kind of a redundant thing where I was like breaking even on it so I scaled back and I'm down to 14 now and I actually plan on cutting it back to about 10 uh, and the stuff I'm keeping and they're all non-venomous species they're mills boas common boa constrictors uh, carpet pythons but the thing is I like to use them when I do talks with kids because they're a huge eye-opener because you get a group of kids together and you say we're going to have snakes here today and like half of them are like trying to get up there and the other half are scared <laughs> out of their minds Mm -hmm. So you take the scared kids and you use them to teach a lesson. And we just take a whiteboard or a chalkboard. We say, well, the people that don't like snakes, why don't you like snakes? And we, we write all the reasons. They bite. They kill you. They're, you know, they're mm -hmm. the devil. And the kids will come up with a laundry <laughs> list of stuff they've heard from mom and dad, right? Now, uh -huh. again, here's, here's an example of how you would like mine. If I walk in there and go, your mom and dad lied to you, well, that's not going to be good and they're going to throw me out, right? <laughs> but we put all these lists, this list up there. Then we pull out, you know, one of the big, the big boa constrictors, all nice and calm. And kids are actually less afraid of big snakes than little ones because little ones wiggle and move around. And you get them coming up there and touching the tail and everything. And, then, you know, eventually they get to a point where most of the kids are not afraid of it anymore. And you go back to the mm. list, right? And we say, look at all these things that we were so sure were true. But as soon as we actually looked a little bit deeper beyond the surface, we find out that none of these things are true. Hmm. And, Isn't and that, wow. You think of the impression you'll there. leave with that. Well, that's why I use the snake for that. What else can I use that's that big of a tool that I can reach, you know, a 10-year-old with? I can't reach a 10-year-old with a lesson on the Constitution. Mm -hmm. But I can reach a 10-year-old with a fundamental human truth that just because somebody told you something about anyone or anything doesn't mean it's true. And if you take the time... With, with, with some level of, you know, safety. You can't just run out into the street. If you take time with safety to investigate things, you'll often find the truth is, is actually more interesting than a lie. Mm, isn't that the truth? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, goodness. Um, well, you know, very, very good examples there. And, of course, in your core concepts of the Survival Podcast community, um, you you found a way to um, incorporate the uh, grasshopper and the ant. Mm -hmm. I, I bet that's a good little story when you do your presentation. Yeah, yeah. And I think that the big thing that drives me nuts is that, like, if you look at the evolution of that story, we had this guy that was a genius named Aesop years and years and years ago. <laughs> he came up with all these great fables, and they were perfectly fine for generations. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, people like Disney and, and, and modern society decided that they were too graphic. Because mm. for our children to hear that a grasshopper would die, it just might scar them for life. 
<laughs> so we came up with this new story, right, where the grasshopper's all cold after he, you know, he played his ass off all summer. He didn't work, and he didn't listen, and he didn't learn anything. Mm-hmm. And he goes to the ant, he says, please take care of me, and the ant helps him out, and the grasshopper learns his lesson. Mm-hmm. We do our children such a disservice when we tell them the story that way. The story is the grasshopper died. And the fundamental truth is the ant probably came up out of his house right at the end of fall when they could get the last little bit of what was left, chopped the grasshopper up in little pieces, and took him into his house and ate him because that's what grasshoppers do. And it's not the nature of a grasshopper to change what it is in a store for the winter. They die every year. That's why they were in the story in the first place. <laughs> so when you're asking how do you change people, well, we don't change grasshoppers by making them grasshoppers that act like ants. You convert them to ants, right? You, you, you change people by allowing them to see the true nature of what they are and revert to that true nature. It, it, it almost sounds like metaphysical or something, but it's not. It's just, it's just basic humanity. And as soon as people, again, you know, Again, I don't care where truth comes from. I'll quote it anywhere. And, you know, in the Bible it says, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. I don't care what mm-hmm. your religious convictions are, including if they're none. Mm-hmm. That's a fundamental piece of wisdom that you'll find in all great religions if you study them. Yeah. And you'll find that, that truth stated different ways. You'll find it in the books written in, in the ancient days of the pharaohs in Egypt. You'll find it in Buddhist. You'll find it in Hinduism. You'll find that tenet everywhere. Because it's a fundamental. People mm-hmm. know truth when they hear it. Absolutely. Evan and Mahatma Gandhi, uh, he says, freedom is not worth having if it doesn't include the freedom to make mistakes. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's like we've become such a nanny state now that, oh, you're not, you know, children are being taught to spy on their parents. Uh, their neighbors, in fact, children in school getting rewards for turning their parents in for things. Correct. I mean, this is crazy. This is the opposite of freedom. What's going on here? Well, and, we're, we're making and more society. How do we change it? Right. Remember when "narc" was a bad word? <laughs> right. Like it was a diss to say somebody was a narc. Now we have like "help you narc" websites, and um, everybody's doing it. The state of California has a narc website for, um, for people um, that have come to California and been there for more than 30 days and haven't changed the plates on their cars. Ah, Because it's wow. costing the state of California money. So they have a special site where if you have a neighbor that's moved in, you know they've been there for 30 days, please turn them in. Google has a NARC website. If somebody is selling links on their website for SEO, turn them in. So the state of California, which you expected from, and freaking Google... <laughs> this is how this has permeated our society. We actually make it easier for people to turn people in. It just goes in the face of the things that you learned when you were a kid, right? In our day, when we were little kids, if you went and told on a friend for something that wasn't a, like if it was like, you know, so-and-so is going to jump off the cliff, they ran and stopped. But if it was a little thing, the person you told on might got in trouble, but you probably got in more trouble for tattletaling. Oh, right? yeah. That was a fundamental <laughs> thing that our generation was like, I guess, the last... To know that. Now, yeah, tell on mom, tell on dad, tell on your neighbor, tell on the website that sells links. You know, what is it going to be next? You know, that commercial that came out about the Green Police during the Super Bowl. Mm. How far away are we from the day where... Take, so you'll have to enlighten me. Oh, there was... (laughs) There was this commercial that came out. I think it was for... uh, I don't want to say the wrong... It might have been Audi. 
and Audi's new uh, clean diesel, which I guess it's Audi because that's who also makes the Volkswagen that I have. And they did this commercial, was kind of tongue in cheek, and it was like you know this guy was walking into a, a store and he came out with plastic bags, and the eco police came and arrested him because he didn't have the eco friendly bags. And like you know the guys, the guys putting like an incandescent bulb, and the, and the other the, the cops are like, drop it, scumbag. You know, and then it was like all little kids busting old people too. It was like the young generation taking out the old for for eco uh, offenses. And, and I am a huge environmentalist. I don't believe wow. in man-made global warming, but I sure believe we're screwing our planet up. Mm-hmm. But I also don't believe that the solution to these problems is through government intervention because I don't know anything that our governments put their hands into. That they haven't made worse, and to be fair to our government, I don't know anything that any government's ever put their hands into that they haven't eventually made worse. Yeah, <laughs> and you know what? If anyone listening knows the answer to that or can come up with one thing, pretty please give us a call, and uh, I'm sure we'll come and, up. Well, with and here's that. the thing. Here's what I'm like, if you're going to do it, I'm going to make one challenge to you. If you bring me something government fixed, I better not be able to throw it back at you and prove you the government messed it up in the first place. <laughs> so if you tell me something, and one guy told me one thing, well, what about all the civil rights laws that we we passed in the 60s? I'm like, well, if we didn't allow a law that discriminated against another class of a person to exist in the first place, we wouldn't have had to overturn them with more laws. <laughs> Government created that problem. Government consistently creates problems, and their solutions generally lead to more problems. Absolutely. Well, you know, another thing we've been deceived about, not only are, are we living like a mushroom in in the political arena and learning how to feed ourselves and things like that, we've been deceived in our words as well. So if anyone is uh, familiar with that, I know that used to be a class. Um, It's no longer offered anymore, but look, look at the word government. Govern. Hello. I think we all know that that means to control. Absolutely. Bent. Mente. Mind. Control the mind. I don't know about you, but I don't want any of that. <laughs> you know, there's there's a lot of things out there that you know that, that, that just are, are code words now to mean other things. Whenever you hear security anymore, what that actually means is control. Yes, tyranny. Right? Security. Because <laughs> security is an illusion, <laughs> right? I mean, you look at something like okay, we, you know, and whenever I, you know, I'm, I'm obviously a raving libertarian, so people will say, well, the government has to do some things. What about like protecting our children from drugs? Well, I watched a show last night where they had a drug, a huge drug problem they were trying to track down inside a maximum security prison. So the government, with 24-hour guards, uh, controlling everything that goes in and coming out can't keep drugs out of a prison, but I've been led to believe that they can protect my child from drugs in his school. And, and, and when I say that, that, some people look at me and think, like I said, I'm crazy. But how am I really the crazy one? I, I certainly you know, don't think so. I don't understand how the other view actually exists. I try to respect other views, but once you understand the fact that the government can't keep drugs out of a prison, I, I really have a hard time how you make the leap to but they can keep them out of a school where people come and go as they choose. But who knows? I mean, soon they'll have our schools being run like prisons. They're already on their way to that mm-hmm. as it is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And how do you, you have children, Can how are you able to instill these values of responsibility and free thought um, with your children? 
Well, I mean, you, you start with simple things, like when they bring home history assignments and civics assignments and things like that. Help them get the right answer so they'll get the good grades so they can get into college and get the degree if that's what they want to do. <laughs> don't, inter- don't destroy your child's education from, from, a, from a grade standpoint to prove yourself right. But once you get the, the, the answer down, ask simple questions because this will make your kid want to work with you on future assignments. Well, what do you think about that? How do you feel about that? Why do you feel that way? And you'll realize you don't have to tell a child anything. All you have to do is open up their mind enough to let them say it. And they'll square that away from themselves from that point on because it's easy with them. They haven't been brainwashed for as long as you have. You might learn something from them about them about liberty if you'll take that approach. And when they tell you something you don't agree with, don't squash it. Just ask another question. Well, why do you feel that way? Mm-hmm. Well, what if somebody, you know, and tell stories and make it engaging. The other thing is give them responsibilities. When my son was eight years old, I sat down and I wrote a 30-page employee handbook for him for his chores. And, again, people wow. thought I was, they thought I was freaking nuts. He had profit <laughs> sharing. He had, he had a savings account with a match like a 401K. He had timesheets, and he had, like, so many jobs to do, and I would have to sign off his job every day that he did it, and at the end of the week he'd get paid. If he didn't do a job, instead of getting paid for the job, he owed the money back. So at 8, he made $8 a week. So mm-hmm. he, one of the jobs might pay a dollar. Well, if he didn't do that job, he ended up getting 7 mm-hmm. Right? So, so mm-hmm. it, he had a direct connection to it. Well, and then people say, well, that's nuts, it's overboard. But you know what? He was happy. It wasn't like it was uh, cumbersome to him. And I've got a 20-year-old son right now with about $10,000 in the bank, no debt, two years of college put away without any debt on top of that, a paid-for car, and he's about to get his own first apartment. So that's what happens if you let the kid be who he is instead of trying to dominate their development. Isn't that the truth? Let them be who they want to be. And, you know, I learned that uh, lesson, of course, uh, the hard way. Uh, when I first started homeschooling, I figured, well, okay, I'm going to have to be the authoritative uh, principal, teacher, force-feed these exact same books down their throat and, you know, make all these demands. And after, they're like, uh, aren't we homeschooling for a reason? So they don't have that, right. So, different here you know and really so I had to rethink it's like okay well you know, so I give them choices so what they do is they is their idea and so through that we can find out what they love and then honor and encourage and nourish that you know I'll tell you what um and our school systems are failing, and I don't want to put any teachers down, and I don't want to put the individual inside the system down, but they are failing. And I'm, a, I'm an example of the failure of our education system. Uh, <laughs> I'm an intelligent guy. I'm articulate. I can speak. But I get made fun of for my writing on my blog all the time because I put the wrong word in. I don't put a con. I can't write. I mean, I can, I can communicate, but technical, technical writing skills, I'm terrible at. Why? Because I learned look, look, say, whole language because somebody decided it was a good idea for us to memorize all 65,000 commonly used words. <laughs> right? And that was the great experiment of the 70s and early 80s. It didn't work. Sorry. Right? So, so I'm going to walk through the rest. Because now I don't have time to go back and master those skills, and I really don't care at this point because my, my future is not as a writer other than uh, the few books that I'll write and things. I can get an editor to take care of that. But I'll walk through the rest of my life without those skills because they weren't taught to me at that point. I just saw a test that children were given in Kansas in 1900, 
Mm. Uh, they had to pass mm. to get out of high school. I'll bet you 95% of our high school students today would fail that test. I um, Is that the 8th grade test? It might have been an 8th grade test. And it yes, was things like was use the following words. Grade. And, yes. you know, I hate to admit it, but uh, um, I, I, I think I would fail. I think I would fail it, too. <laughs> and these are farm kids in Kansas in 1900. Isn't that pathetic? And supposedly our education system is better. In my state, they spend $13,000 a year a student on average to send them to school. Um, um, I'll tell you what. Here's my plan. Let's do a $5,000 voucher to our parents and let them pick any school they want. And I'll tell you what would happen. Tomorrow morning, there would be 4,000 schools throughout the state of Texas with a $5,000 tuition. Mm-hmm. And they would have to compete for students. And then people would say, well, it's not going to be fair if the one school is better and they're 8,000 and a parent can afford it and spends the extra free. Hey, that's called freedom. That's called choice. That's called competition. And it's, you know, and people say, well, that diverts money out of the public education system. No, it doubles the money that's available to educate people with. But mm-hmm. what do I know? I'm just a hick redneck uh, coal miner's son. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. Um, I, you're much, much more than that for sure. And you are sharing essential life skills. I mean, if you truly want to be free, you need this information. And I applaud you for getting out there and doing this every day for everyone. Once again, that is the survivalpodcast.com. We're going to take a short break. Be right back with Jack Spierko on Truth Brigade Radio. Most people would never consider one brand of motor oil making much more difference than another until they try Amsoil. Amsoil is the first in synthetics. Amsoil's top-selling dealer wants to offer you American-made value to support this radio network. Check out SyntheticWarehouse.com and understand how Amsoil saves you time, money, and increases performance in old and new cars. Give us a call at 800-579-0580 to find out how Amsoil saves money in your daily commuter, truck, or other equipment. Enjoy the added performance. Support this network and add Amsoil to your life. Call us at 1-800-579-0580 or check out the site. That's SyntheticWarehouse.com. Last year, overall lubricant industry sales dropped 11%, while Amsoil sales have increased 14%. That's because our products work as advertised. Change your oil once a year and support American Freedom Radio. Go to SyntheticWarehouse.com today. Do you believe that there could be treason in America? Rogue elements at the highest levels of our government. Powerful men bent on greed and world domination. Join us as we discuss 9-11, the wars, and our broken constitution. Speakers include founder of Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth, Richard Gage, other activists, Cindy Sheehan, Able Danger Whistleblower, Lieutenant Colonel Anthony Schaefer, Time Magazine Person of the Year 2002, former FBI agent and whistleblower, Colleen Rowley, 9-11 family member, Bob McElvain, Loose Change filmmakers, Dylan Avery and Corey Rowe, FX Rescue Day star, actor and activist, Daniel Sinjara, filmmaker, Jonathan Hillenbaugh, 9-11 family member, Manny Badillo, 9-11 researcher and writer, John Gould, filmmaker and activist, Hey, J. 
Jack Blood here, host of Deadline Live. I wanted to share with you my secret weapon in fighting the new world order. It's a new product called Enerfood. Enerfood is bar none the best health supplement I've tried, and I've tried them all. With many ingredients like spirulina, chlorella, dulse, kelp, barley, grass, alfalfa, leaf, beetroot, orange peel, winter cherry root, it really is nothing less than superfood. I couldn't imagine having to shop and prepare all of these ingredients, but now I don't have to. Enerfood's done it for me. A simple scoop of powder every day is all it takes. No fillers, no miracle claims, no magic bullets. Just a real product with real results. Call them today and mention Jack Flood and get a special discount. Get the two-pack special with the coconut oil powder. Call them now, 1-866-762-9238. 1-866-762-9238. Or simply go to enterfood.com. That's E-N-E-R, enterfood.com. Tell them Jack Flood sent you. Welcome to the world's leading place, American. Practically narcotic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like very much. Radio. You're an American institution. American Freedom Radio. Listen to Time for Hemp, hosted by Casper Leach, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, 5 to 7 p.m. Central, only on AmericanFreedomRadio.com. Joining us here tonight at Truth Brigade on AmericanFreedomRadio.com. Our special guest tonight, Jack Spierko. He's a modern survivalist and the host of the SurvivalPodcast.com. And excellent. They also have a very large, extensive forum. Anything you want to know about, uh, literally. So check it out, the SurvivalPodcast.com. And if you have any questions, feel free to give us a call tonight, 512-879-3805. Now, Jack, um, Modern Survival Philosophy, you wrote about it um, on your page at thesurvivalpodcast.com. Can we briefly talk about the tenets of... Of the philosophy, and then, of course, how we, if, if we're new to this type of thinking, how we can implement them into our lifestyle. Well, you know, it all started out with an understanding as I have, you know, kind of evaluated the preparedness industry, and I looked at it and I saw 
that people would generally get really excited or afraid of, a, of, a, of an event that was potentially coming or had just occurred. So a lot of people saw Hurricane Katrina and said, oh, i got to do something. Or a lot of people thought Y2K way back in the day. That was going to come and, you know, the whole world was going to blow up when the, when the zeros came up instead of, you know, what was supposed to come up on the computer. And the problem with that is that people took at it with an alarmist philosophy, which means just stock up on everything you possibly need as fast as possible. And they would always eventually fall out. And it's because there's a fundamental reality of the human condition that people do things consistently that benefit them now. They don't do things consistently that are going to benefit them maybe someday. And that's just how we are, we, because we're, we're wired that way to a degree. And I, instead of seeing that as a problem, I saw it as a solution. So my first tenet was that we would do things in a way that would improve our position in life even if nothing went wrong, or helping you live the life you want if times get tough or even if they don't. So that became tenet one, and everything else sprung off of that. And then as I looked at it and I evaluated how people's lives were disrupted today, not just during a, you know, a Hollywood disaster, the next thing that came up on the radar was debt. So my belief that debt is cancer, and it eats away at you. And it's just like cancer because a guy living on his credit card looks so healthy, just like the guy that's got cancer and doesn't know it, but it's metastasizing through his body, and it's destroying your financial life. So debt is cancer, minimize it, pay it off, and get rid of it. Uh, the next thing I realized is that, uh, because I watched a video way back before I started my show of a guy named Jules Gervais out in Southern California, actually Central California, I guess, and this guy and his, couple, his two daughters and one son were growing 6,000 pounds of food on a tenth of an acre. And he made a statement in his video. He said, growing food is the most dangerous occupation known to man because when you grow your own food, you're in danger of becoming free. So that became a part of, I kind of, you know, pulled that one from him. And, and belief is that growing food is for everyone, just not, not just for people that want organic fruits and vegetables or want to be green, that we all eat, we all have to eat, we all have to feed ourselves. So mm-hmm. you know, that was even more important than having a gun because I asked people, how many fights have you been in your life? You know, and I mean physical fights, and a lot of it's one or two or none. And how many mm-hmm. times have you eaten? Three times a day, every day of your life. Yeah, and how many of those times did you try to eat your gun? Right, and, and, then, and then the next one is, well, what are the big things that get in the way beyond taxes and not having, uh, beyond debt and not having food? The next one's tax. Every dollar that's taken from you in tax is not just a dollar you don't have, but it's used to build the very systems that we've been talking about tonight that enslave you. So you have to minimize tax in every shape and form you can. So, I mean, I've gone as far as, uh, I, I'm a beer drinker, I like beer, uh, so I make my own, so I don't pay alcohol tax. There you go. I don't smoke because I don't think it's healthy, but if you want to, that's your right. Grow your own Grow tobacco, your own. right? Mm-hmm. Why, why, right now they're trying to raise, uh, I don't know if you saw it on Lou Rockwell today, they're raising the price of uh, the tax on pipe tobacco by 775%. Not again. Right? Oh, yeah, because well, they, well, they did it to everything but pipe tobacco, right? So like uh-huh. the pipe tobacco came the loophole, so the roll-your-own cigarette crowd said, screw it, we'll buy pipe tobacco and roll that. So now they're going to close that loophole. Now, if they were raising any other tax 700%, people would go nuts. But, 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 but pipes, everybody ignores it. Well, that's like the old story about, you know, during the Nazi era when, you know, they came for the Jew. I wasn't Jewish, so I didn't speak up. When they came for the gypsy, I wasn't a gypsy. And when they came for me, there was no one left. Well, so to, to me, it's about finding the tax, yeah, but the best way you can do it is to avoid it. I'm not talking about, you know, loopholes and saying the, the, the income tax is unconstitutional. I believe it is, but, you know, if you don't pay it, they'll come get you. What I'm saying is be smart, get a good accountant if it comes to that. 
but in any way that you can, minimize your contributions to the system. Simple things, buy second hand, don't pay sales tax. You know, I don't need to fund the governor's mansion. Um, next is storing if, food. If you create a beneficial contract with the government, a corporation of some sort, and you owe taxes, by all means, pay them. Correct. <laughs> you Correct. do owe them. You sign You have to pay them. I will never, and I'm going to get emails, I promise you from tonight, I'm going to get emails, there's probably chat room stuff right now, about, you know, some guy that has this system or whatever. I'm not even going to listen to it because I'm going to pick my battles. And, and the way I pay less taxes is by voluntarily reducing my income by giving my money away to charities that I support instead of government programs that I do not. Uh, but and doing more for yourself. Correct. Trading with your locals and the community. I mean, there's Smarter. all sorts of not paying taxes just doesn't always include a, a fight with the IRS. Correct. Be smart. Um, we have a new thing here in Dallas called uh, the AG Trading Center, and AG doesn't stand for ag, it stands for silver, uh, and they do all their transactions in silver barter. I just did a workshop there. Uh, I came home. Uh, I bought in $50 worth of trade silver value, or actually $100 worth of trade silver value, which was you know a, a real outlay in cash of about 50 bucks. Uh, just a ton of grass-fed beef and uh, all kinds of great stuff that I basically bought on half the price by using barter, and there's no tax in that equation. Mm -hmm. uh, the next thing is storing food. is not just like for disasters. It's, a, it's an investment, and I don't want to get real deep into that because we can talk about that for an hour in of itself, but if you have a good uh, supply of food that you're going you're gonna to eat anyway, um, so you, buy what you, you store what you eat and eat what you store, um, you're, you're going to spend that money anyway. That allows you to take care of, uh, uh, take advantage of opportunity buys. Mm -hmm. Moving on from there, don't worry about the sun blowing up tomorrow. If it does, there's not going to be anything you can do about it. So plan <laughs> for your disasters in the order of probability, starting out with things that happen to you, like losing a job, having a spouse get killed or injured, having your house catch on fire. Move on to local from there. Prepare from, from yourself all the way out to global. By the time you get to a regional disaster, you're probably going to be about as prepared as you can be. Renewable energy is not for saving polar bears. It is to give you power <laughs> to provide your own energy and electricity so you're not dependent on the system. Okay. Uh, the next one, owning land is true wealth. It's the last form of true wealth, and it's why people came to this country in the first place, because they could own land. The big thing with land is you have to convert it from a consumer to a producer. Most people's homes are the single biggest expense they have in their life. They should be the biggest asset you have in your life. Chief among that is getting rid of the debt on your home as soon as possible. Don't buy land where property taxes are really high or subject to imminent, imminent domain. And uh, make sure that you're growing food on your property. Uh, it's one of the biggest assets you could have if you'll do that. Next is, uh, in addition to food, water, and other common sense survival uh, stuff, have you know, basic pragmatic preparations, cash emergency funds, good insurance, secondary income streams. Um, that's not just like people think of the system and I'm out of the system, so I don't need those things. You absolutely do. Um, if you are a breadwinner of your home and you die tomorrow and your income is gone, you're leaving your family behind. Understand life insurance is not for you. It's for the people you care about. So make sure you have those things as well. Don't overpay for them. Don't buy whole life good quality life insurance to ensure your existence. And last but not least, I think you said this when you were introducing me, but what I think isn't really that important. Take my information, take all the great information that's out there, but build your own plan, make it your own, and own it, and understand what you do matters. Because if I tell you exactly what to do, what to buy, how to do it, how to set up your life, you'll never follow that because you won't believe in it. But if you take my information and think for yourself as a sovereign individual and build that plan the way that you want it, you'll stick to it because you'll see its benefit affecting you today, now. Mm -hmm. 
So that, that's the quickest I've ever gone through that list. The, the ten planks of the survivalist philosophy. I, I mean, very good, really. And, and, you know, obviously we don't have time to go in depth on every one of these, but some of these important ones, I, I, I mean, they're all important, but you have to think, hello, we all eat. We Correct. eat several times a day. Correct. At minimum, we must be able to eat or provide our family food. How you're going to do it, of course, that's up to you. Um, but growing food is very important. Unfortunately, uh, nowadays, what we're getting in the disease market, uh, otherwise known as the grocery store, is nothing even close to food. Well, yeah, I mean, I talked a lot on my show today about GMOs and some of the new things that are going on. You know, I, I heard a little headline that I thought was great. The Chinese government had said they were allowing the importation of GMO food, but not the planting of GMO seed in China. So I thought, well, China's sort of standing up to this. Well, great, until the, the reason they, they're doing that is that it's protectionism and they're going to go into the business for themselves. And Well, maybe that's all we have to give them to pay off our billions and trillions of dollars in <laughs> GMO debt. corn, you know. Well, we just, I got a great plan. Here's, here's the plan. We take Monsanto, right, and we package up the whole thing and we give it to China to pay off our debt. <laughs> and the only thing is they can only use it inside of China, and they, it can't come back outside of China. They can feed their whole country using Monsanto's technology, have at it, except I think that would be evil and, and wrong to do to the Chinese. Well, you're, yes, you're right. And while you're at it, take the pharmaceuticals as well. But, yeah, that, that's the thing. It, it's... Uh... How do you think there's a way that we can rid ourselves entirely of GMOs and, and pharmaceuticals? No. You know, I hate to say I hate to say no to any problem, but at this point, it, it will take centuries to purge what's already in the biosphere from the biosphere. It's hard to even get corn now, uh, seed that's completely free of any um, uh, GMO uh, imprints because it's such a, a wind pollinator. Even remote stands, are in, you know, they're having the, the companies like Seeds of Change and High Mowing and Seed Savers that, that, that offer GMO-free seeds with the Safe Seed Pledge are having to do deep genetic testing just to ensure the purity of their seed. Mm-hmm. And if, if a farmer down the street from you is growing GMO corn, you grow your own corn, you can get contaminated just by his corn. So we can't ever fully get rid of it, but we can mitigate it. I'd rather have my corn cross-pollinated than be eating the pure thing off the store shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would rather support the small grower and supplier of seeds than support Monsanto or, or ConAgra or any of these other companies or DuPont. Um, and the other things we can do is we can grow things that they're not interested in. Um, I grow Orach. It's a wild plant. Wonderful spinach substitute. Uh, Walzante, which is a uh, South American, uh, kind of like a cross between spinach and broccoli, but it's red. Um, mm. I, I grow, uh, you know, I grow my own medicines, basically. I was saying in the chat room right now under my, my grow light, I have uh, calendula, lavender, uh, echinacea, and uh, California poppy seeds starting. And, and Monsanto's not interested in genetically modified California poppy. They're not interested in genetic genetically modified orange. Uh, they're not interested in um, genetically modified Asian long beans. So learn about these things. And, and here's my other view. If you're going to still buy fruit from the store, most of us are, hell I do, uh, why don't you grow things you can't get there? Yeah. It has, it's so multi-purpose, right? Because not only am I saving money by not going to the store, but it, you know I can go to the store and buy green beans. And I'm not putting down growing green beans, and God, I love them so much, I'll grow some this year. But I can go get them there. I can go get cucumbers, right? But I can't go get... Um, uh, a, a Chinese asparagus bean. 
mm-hmm. right? And I can't get an Asian winged pea, and I can't get a Chinese red noodle bean, and, I, and all these amazing things that are in these heirloom seed catalogs. If we'll just take the time to learn about them, and then here's what I found out over the past couple of years of branching out and growing this stuff. It's all easier to grow than the general, you know, peppers, tomatoes, and, and, and stuff that everybody else grows mm-hmm. because it hasn't been messed with. You know, it's, uh, it's not been hybridized. It's, it is what it is. You know, um, mm-hmm. we have trouble growing a lot of the like the even the heirloom runner beans here gets too hot. Well, I put these Asian beans in, and these things grow thirty inches long. And wow. I mean, they, they, the hotter it gets, the faster they grow. So learn about the things that are adapted to your environment, and you'll find that a lot of them um, will will produce things for you that you can't buy at any price because it's just not available. Absolutely. Very good point there, Jack. Uh, Hold that thought that we're going to take a short break. We will be right back. Truth Brigade Radio. Of the 3 million plus edible food plants that grow on earth, no other single plant can compare with the nutritional value of the powder, seeds, and oil of the hemp plant. At HempUSA.org, we ship worldwide these nutritional products with free shipping to the U.S. and Canada. At HempUSA.org, we want to educate our listeners that edible hemp is not marijuana and is certified THC-free. Our powder is 50% protein and does not contain gluten. Gluten impairs the cells from absorbing nutrients. This nutrient-dense food can be stored up to five years when vacuum-packed and is priced affordably to be used as a storable food. HempUSA.org is a bulk shipper starting with five pounds and up. To allow this food to work for you, call 908-691-2608 or go to HempUSA.org and order today. The body will react and heal itself given the proper nutrition. This superfood will be your greatest asset. So try it today, store it today, and change your life. Call 908-691-2608 or order from HempUSA.org. Get free of harmful chemicals in your lawn, garden, or farm. Use the products proven to work and restore vigor to your important food crops. Increase hay yields as well as oils in seeds and grain. Check out AgGrand Natural Organic Fertilizers on our website, liquidorganicfertilizer.com. Learn how AgGrand's liquid organic fertilizers reduce costs while increasing yields. The products work great as a foliar feed and help offset problems caused by poor soil conditions. Call us at 1-800-579-0580 for more info. Converting to organic is fun and easy and is the best choice for your heirloom seeds. Take advantage of our liquid lime, sulfate of potash with kelp, liquid bone meal, and the Manhattan fish 433 loaded with micronutrients. If you want better tomatoes, visit liquidorganicfertilizer.com. That is liquidorganicfertilizer.com for your garden, lawn, and farm. Headline Live and Jack Blood are proud to announce our new bookstore. Okay, it's not really our online bookstore where you can get every title, book, and DVD you hear about on our live show. It's brought to you by the people at Brave New Books. BraveNewBookstore.com is the newest, bravest, and most complete bookstore online today. And their DVD selection has all the titles you need to decode the new world order and fight the information war. BraveNewBookstore.com has awesome t-shirts to proudly display your patriotism and liberty stickers to alert the public at large. Brave New Books is physically located at 1904 Guadalupe Street under the Chase Bank Building next to UT in Austin, Texas. So stop 
stop by and maybe stay for one of their film shows. Go to bravenewbookstore.com now to peruse the virtual bookstore and look for the Jack Blood recommended section. Or call them at 866-516-6623. 866-516-6623 to order the books and videos you hear about on Deadline Live. Be the resistance. Tell your friends about bravenewbookstore.com. Time, your gateway to the world. A-F-R. American Freedom Radio. Give Big Pharma the boot. Listen in to Natural Answers with Darren Craddock and Steve St. Clair Saturdays from 11 to 1 p.m. Central, only on American Freedom Radio. Welcome back. Thanks so much for joining us here tonight at Truth Brigade on AmericanFreedomRadio.com with our special guest tonight, Jack Spierko. He is the host of the Survival Podcast, which you can find at the SurvivalPodcast.com. And uh, don't forget a special offer uh, tonight for his member support brigade for only $35 for the first year versus the normal $50 a year. Um, and if you're not in the text chat, um, the discount code for the special offer, go to SurvivalPodcast.net slash join or the survival podcast.com and click on join and use discount code 3310 to get the special offer and, and you extended that until Monday. Correct. Because right? you, you took care of your listeners and made me do it. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, you know, we, I, gosh, time sure flies when you're having fun. We have just a few minutes left. But, you know, about uh, individual sovereignty, let's say someone's listening tonight and, wow, I guess they aren't all crazy kooks and this guy's making sense. It's time for me to start uh, taking responsibility. Uh, what would you suggest would be the first steps in implementing this into your life? Step one, understand that Rome wasn't built in a day, and you're not going to get it all right right from the get-go. What happens is people Amen. decide that they're going to be self-sufficient as quickly as possible, and they end up like totally defeating themselves by trying to do too much too fast. Mm-hmm. Sit down with a realistic assessment of where you're at in life. If you're in debt, you can't pay it off tomorrow, but tomorrow you can write a plan for its elimination, and you can get on that plan and start working on it. The first thing you have to do is understand that in everything in your life, you're on what's called a sliding scale. You're getting a little bit better or a little bit worse. There's no choice. There's no, I'm getting on the sliding scale or not. You're there. So all you have to do is start turning that direction around. Most people are on that sliding scale getting a little bit fatter, getting a little bit more in debt, getting a little bit dumber, getting a little bit more under control, and getting a little bit deeper into the system every day. All you have to do is get a little bit less of each one of those every day. Mm, and you're going good. to, if you're 40, you're going to be 50 anyway. If you're 50, you're going to be 60 anyway, right? If you're 60, mm-hmm. you're going to be 70 someday anyway, hopefully. You know, you're, all of those dates, you're going to actually get to the other end of it. But 
you're going to make that journey through time anyway. So it doesn't matter how long it takes. It just matters what direction you're traveling on that sliding scale. So mm-hmm. start with the little things. Of one, the elimination of debt. Two, the refusal to go deeper into debt for stupid consumer crap. Three, produce your own food. If you're on a a patio, you know, limited with a with an apartment, grow food in a pot. I don't care what you do. Start growing food tomorrow. There is a way that you can do that. Three, make sure that you are putting some of your money into solid value. Gold, silver, property. It doesn't all have to be gold and silver, folks. You make sure you're buying lifelong purchases. When you spend money, make it an investment, not buying a you know temporary happiness. If everybody would just do those things, we'd get so far ahead. But from there, keep going. Develop an emergency plan, both to stay put and to get the hell out. Have a documentation package in your car. Everybody you would ever need to contact, the places you would go, and maps of how to get there. That's free. It's the printering to do it. You can use Google Maps for that. Um, put that put that in place. Have that there. It'll give you so much confidence. Get a gun and learn to use it, even if you never have to. It'll change mm-hmm. the way you look at life. And they told you when you were a little kid in school, when you turn 18, go register to vote so you don't lose your right. Well, when you turn 18, go get a gun and learn to use it so you don't lose your right. Yeah. Um, keep mm-hmm. learning. Keep educating yourself. Listen to great shows like yours. Tune into mine, and there's a lot of other great people out there. I think you and I agree. We're not fighting for market share. We're trying to expand the market because that's mm-hmm. the way that we'll all be successful. So go listen to everybody, even the people I disagree with. Take a little bit mm-hmm. from everybody. Make it your own. Hold on to it. Own your life. But by God, do not believe anybody that tells you you have to do jack diddly crap. Everything you do in your life is a choice that you make. And the sooner you realize that, the sooner you can get to that point that we all talked about when you grow up to be an adult someday. Because until you do that, I don't care if you're 65 years old, you haven't grown up to become an adult. You're not a man or you're not a woman. You're not ready to take charge of your family and your life. You don't have to do anything that you don't choose to do. Now, you may make choices that are difficult. So you might be thinking, well, this guy's saying stuff like, well, I could just go out and you know, live a happy, go lucky grasshopper life. No. But what I am saying is every time you make a choice, it wasn't somebody that made you do it. Under the circumstances you had to deal with, it was your choice. The day you realize that, you'll change every dynamic about how you live going forward. Mm-hmm. Very, very good advice there, Jack. Amazing. I, I really thank you for sharing your time and wisdom with us tonight and everyone out there doing your podcast. And so for those of you who don't know, you are now full-time. Correct. And not doing it in your uh, mobile studio anymore. Nope. Rare occasions. <laughs> Rare occasions just for all time's sake. Excellent. I love it. And once again, that's the survivalpodcast.com. And in the forum, I see people are asking about canning and this and that. And I'm just going to tell you, all that information is right here. And I'm going to post that link in the text chat again. But just go to the survivalpodcast.com and yep. click on forum. You learn to can. You can learn to make cheese. You can, I mean, it's. Really? And you know, the, the other thing is, today I did episode 390 of the show. So when you get to the site, you'll see a search box. Stick whatever you're looking for in there. There's probably a show or multiple shows about it as well. 
Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And once again, can you tell us the special offer uh, before yeah. we close here? I have a program called the Member Support Brigade. You get a, you get discounts to 15 different vendors. People like Shelf Reliance for storing your food, 7% off of that. Uh, Safe Castle Royal, big name companies, uh, free ebooks, all kinds of great stuff. 20 uh, members only videos, archives of all the podcasts I've ever done in zip files. Uh, $50 a year, which is 20 cents an episode to support the show tonight. 35 bucks for the first year uh, with uh, discount code. Uh, what is my discount code today? Three zero. It is. Three three, three three one zero. zero. Yeah, three three one zero, folks. <laughs> all right, we got that all in there, Jack. Thank you so very much again. Thank you all for listening tonight. Once again, the Survival Podcast uh, dot com. We will see you tomorrow night. Abundant blessings and love. Truth Brigade Radio.